0: Welcome to the Hotel Moment Podcast, presented by Revenate, the podcast where we talk to leaders in the hospitality industry. If you're looking for trends, perspectives, and stories from leaders in travel and hospitality, you're in the right place.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hotel Moment Podcast. I am your host, Karen Stevens, the Chief Revenue Officer of Revenate. This week on the podcast, we are reliving the answers to one of my very favorite questions, which is, what is the most uplifting moment so far in your career? Enjoy.
2: The The things that impact me the most that I go, oh, wow, that was a day that I'll never forget. It was actually it was when we were with Travelocity, and it was a travel partner conference, and it was uh, in New Orleans, and so we were one of the first ones after Katrina to come back to the city and figure out, hey, how do we help stimulate business again? And one of the things we did was we did a volunteer day before the partner conference at one of the schools. And uh, I think you were probably part of that. You remember? I we was there, paint. yeah. <laughs> we, we redid their whole playground. Yeah. We uh, We just did some amazing things to just renovate that school. And the kids were gone on a field trip while we were doing this. And when they came back, their eyes were like amazed. They had these new basketball courts and everything else. And so it was a very... Very rewarding day. And we were doing that side by side with our partners. And so it was just a terrific way to to connect with our partners.
1: And I've been in hospitality for the probably I don't know forty years or more, so that's a, a tough one. But the uplifting was, oh, there's been one or two. the um the day of nine eleven, I was living in Orlando, and um it was just such a sad shocking, heart wrenching day that no one really could get their arms around. But all the hotel staff that I had at the crown plaza and the quality suites that I was managing, I had actually just moved into academia, but all of those hotels that I had just managed, all the associates rallied around the other associates And did a big get-together of love. And they called it, um, I think they even called it silly, like love fest. But it was just for those two days when nobody could fly. Nobody knew what was going on. They went door-to-door and brought them all together. Brought them to the hotel. So that we would have some place to be happy together. So it's like, it wasn't the best day in in the world. By any stretch of anyone's imagination. But it was so heartwarming with what they did, that it really lifted me up, and I guess the other one that comes to mind was I had um, a boss when I was in high school who, many many years later, when he when it was in his 80s, reached out to me and said, um, "I always knew you'd be in hospitality for life." You told me no. You told me you wanted to be a lawyer, and and here I see you in LinkedIn. And I see you in social media and I just, I get so touched when I can know who in my restaurants is really in it for the right reasons. And that just totally made me, you know, re this business just re-energizes me a lot. But when John called me after all those years, I mean, I worked from him from the ages of maybe 15 to 18. So here I was in my fifties. So really, that really lifted me up and had a big impact. And I am in it for the right reason. And I love, I love working with people.
3: The most uplifting moment—it's hard because there really are so many. Like it's been an insane journey that we've gone through with Muse in the last few years, and and it's just what I love most is seeing our team members succeed and really do well. And we've got one of these one team member in our company that has been with me for my career at Hilton and now at Muse, he landed recently in a role and I can just see him thriving and he's just innovating. When I see someone who I know so well for so many years and see them having looked for the right role and then landing somewhere and doing so well, it, it, it truly warms my heart. And I think it's moments like that that are really special to me.
4: Let's see, 40 years, most uplifting moment I, uh, maybe it's a broad answer, but when I see people who we've worked with achieve higher things in their lives, you know, at, at First Hospitality, we we have a, a program that's called, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's called uh, Live Free Drive Free. Our hourly associates have an opportunity to win uh, either their rent or mortgage paid for a year, or the lease of a new car with insurance for a year. And when you see the impact that that has on people's lives, it's overwhelming. It, it's a very emotional moment. And it's probably, in my 40 years, one of the greatest things uh, that I've seen. So
5: there is a director of finance for Hyatt right now who works at the Hyatt-centric in Times Square. And when I first met her, I was the controller of the Hyatt Regency Greenwich. And she was an admin working in the engineering department. And she was looking for a new role. Uh, And I had an opening as uh, income auditor. So I moved her into finance or into our accounting department. And then I left Greenwich and I went to the corporate office. But watching her career grow year over year, and then she was named manager of the year a couple of years back at the hotel and her boss called me to tell me that she was a manager of the year and to think about how her career had grown and where that all started. I think that was probably, you know, one of those great moments of your career, just being able to look back at uh, the people you've worked with and what they've been able to do. There's a lot, but one was pretty cool. We developed a hotel in Mexico and bringing my uh, two sons to it was pretty cool. They were kind of like, Oh, like, this is where you've been going. Like they, they just didn't really, they're younger. They're kind of like, at the time they would have been four and six. And so they, um, I would just disappear, you know, and they wouldn't really know what I was doing and kind of having them walk around and like the staff, you know, give them special treats and things like that. And, uh, that was pretty cool. But you know, the business itself just lends itself to a lot of really rewarding moments because you're always interacting with people. And you can make their days, you can make your employees days, you can make their holiday, you can make their, you know, family vacation, etc.
6: I guess um, along those same veins, and it came later on, a couple years later, uh, I don't think I was 15 when it happened, but maybe in my early 20s, and I had the opportunity to, to meet Mr. Marriott himself. It was really an uplifting experience to see the big boss, a guy that cared enough to, to come around and visit all of his properties. And to meet the teams that, that ran those properties and represented the company. In fact, on the day of his visit, the managing director of our property was, was sick. And so I had the opportunity to, to lead the tour. Again, I think I was uh, 22 years old and I was leading Mr. Marriott around the property. And what really came through Was the fact that um, he didn't treat me any differently than he would have the the managing director, and so that feeling of respect is something that that stood with me for a long time. Probably where I'm at now, um, and having
7: come through the industry a little bit and worked with some people, I think it's you know there's a a few people I've I feel like worked with me, worked alongside of me that have come into their careers, come into their even their personal lives. I've gotten connected to a few people pretty close you know where we they you know came up through an intern and you know a good example is it is a an employee that was at a front desk that showed interest in in revenue management years ago you know worked his way through the desk came to the corporate office went to get his MBA did an internship with us came on with us as a revenue manager and now he's you know kind of taken that was successful with us as a revenue person and then the entrepreneurial spirit led him to start his own company and he's really successful with that so A couple of examples like that of people who are close to me who I stay in touch with, of just seeing them, you know, go on. It's definitely uplifting to me every time I'll see a LinkedIn post by that person or how well they're doing. I really like that.
8: I have asked myself this question many times, and I'm very grateful of the career that I have already Enjoyed. I've been around 20 years now in hospitality tech and a bit more <laughs> in hospitality <laughs> in general. And to be honest, um, working with the uh, customers that we are so lucky to serve in a company like Oda hospitality for me has always been like a dream. <laughs> so yeah. since day one until this day. So... I have so many moments where I felt we are at the pinnacle here with the customer with working for example at universities, having the opportunity to teach to show our technology our our industry knowledge at events. I have also the pleasure at, at several times to work with companies like like Apple like Samsung collaborate with with companies like this I mean not now many years ago when mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it, this felt even uh, more exciting <laughs> than, than now and then also of course working for an organization li- like oracle is very challenging but i really cannot go to one only because it's so many success stories that we have right, um, right. And, and i and i have was lucky to take part on some of those
9: first thing that comes to mind is just the numerous opportunities that i get to interact with our team members and I, I can think back even as a GM, being a GM of the hotel. And it's amazing to me and humbling the value that your team members place on your time and your effort and your and your commitment to them and to to sit down and, and have a conversation and to listen and think about um, you know, and help them encourage them to contribute to to the cause, if you will, right? How are we going to be better? And and so I always think in general, I know that's not one specific moment, but most of the time when I think about my career what's most rewarding is when you, you help someone see the value in what they do, you know, it lights them up when they think about and how much they they value your time and, and energy. So, you know, I can think about rallying behind, you know, tragedy, different tragic circumstances that we experience in a hotel at different times and how we pull together as a as a unit to kind of help navigate again, the challenges of those circumstances. I think from an accolade perspective, I remember you know one of my early GM assignments, I was the general manager of the Omni Richmond Hotel and was selected as a GM of the year for our performance. And that was just such a source of pride, not really for me, but for our team. Um, it was a, a hotel that was underperforming upon arrival and, and we had a lot of opportunities and the typical... Um, you know, the, the reputation of the hotel was that it was a tough labor market. And there were lots of reasons why we couldn't be successful, allegedly. And, um, we forced a course and, and ended up, you know, leading the company and in, in many of the key parameters to include team member engagement survey. And, uh, ultimately received that accolade, but it was really a team award and just the, the amount of pride that, that everybody felt. So early in my career, that was critical. Certainly the appointment to, to lead this this team here at Davidson with its storied history and the, and the incredible reputation that Davidson already had in the space as an incredible place to work. You know, the integrity, our core values are, are so critical to us. And that was forged over what's approaching a 50 year history for Davidson. So to be afforded the opportunity to represent this amazing company, um, as chief operating officer is something that I, it's not lost on me. Um, it's again, humbling. But again, I think we've more than doubled in size in my three years. You know, we're now 80 plus hotels and resorts. We launched a new vertical during my tenure in the resort space. Not that, that we didn't already operate some resorts, but we had our two existing verticals, our hotels division, and then pivot, which had been launched, uh, in 2016, uh, our lifestyle boutique division, if you will. And then I had the privilege of putting together the A team that we have leading the resorts division, which started with the, the hiring of Steve Kantos, a tremendous resort veteran in the space, and the, just the talent that we've put around each one of these verticals that understands the nuance of what it takes to operate in these spaces, but still foundationally embraces the core essentials of how we operate, what we call vertical agnostic playbook of Davidson DNA. So I know I'm rambling a bit and jumping around on your, on your inquiry, but uh, I mean, it's really... Um, It's like an ongoing best day, right, to be chief operating officer of this incredible
10: company. Oh, yeah, there were so many crazy moments and um, so many experiences. And what I found for myself is that opening a new hotel is always very special, especially, you know, when you start thinking about where you can actually place a hotel or uh, where you can sign a hotel and start with the initial offer and go into uh, the construction site and then seeing it filled with people, filled with the furniture and the first guest arriving. This is super special. And yeah, for me, also very interesting and comparable with building um, new technology um things in the background, like, for example, uh, at Ruby, we switched to a, a new PMS, which was a project of f- almost three years, until we had it roll out, rolled out for all those hotels. And it is great to create something and then seeing it brought to life um, or being filled with life with the guests, for example.
0: Well, it's a, it's a tough one, and I think there were so many. If I have to pick one, I would say that when I first had my own team, uh, when I was working in Malaysia for for IHG group. So I built the whole team from the scratch, also introduced the digital marketing expertise concept to the to the region, to Southeast Asia region, and hired all of the non-hotelier digital geeks at the time in the team. And I think I remember that when we had our first meeting together, that there was a moment I feel like, oh, wow, I've already achieved something. And I believe with the team, and there will be more to come. And it, of course, turned out to be a very successful story. So I still remember the day when I have everybody sitting there when we had, when we had the first team meeting.
11: That is such an ambitious question, right? And so, you know, I, I was, was reflecting on that and I, I've been blessed to have a pretty long and prosperous career. And there, there's many, many uplifting moments from starting foundations. I oversaw a foundation with Hard Rock in Orlando. Uh, I oversaw... A couple different foundations for AEG, including the Grammy Museum, which to me was really uplifting. So these are 501c3s that raise money for everything from music education to, you know, saving the planet as it relates to our work. We actually now have a foundation here at Outrigger called Outrigger Cares that we stood up during the pandemic, right? What's the old expression? Never let a great crisis go to waste. So we actually were able to do some good things. But the thing that actually, it, it ties back to COVID and the pandemic that, uh, Has stuck with me is we had to close the majority of our hotels for a period of time some as long as 18 months and one of our properties that we had just finished renovating and then had to close was the outrigger waikiki beachcomber which we call our first craft hotel right on kalakawa avenue and it's anchored by Maui brewing company hence the craft designation we have activity sales there concierge aroma cafe as well all local operators but that was one of the properties we had to shut for nearly 18 months So I went to the property the day it opened. And as I came through the lobby, the concierge, it's actually an outsourced concierge, but a phenomenal operator, Blue Hawaiian Helicopter Tours actually is our partner. This big guy who I've known for a long time, but I hadn't seen him for almost a year and a half. He comes up and gives me a hug. And my wife may argue, but I don't think I'm that huggable of a person. And this guy is not. So the two of us hugging each other in the lobby was a little bit weird. It wasn't very busy. I said, why are you hugging me? He goes, I just booked, a family of four on a helicopter tour. He goes, I have not sold an activity in a year and a half. And he goes, it's just, thanks for giving me a purpose again. So that was pretty intense. So I go to the restaurant and the restaurant is open the first day. I go to the bar. It's now, it's like four thirty in the afternoon. And I, it was just a long day. So I ordered a, a beer from the, from the bartender and she starts crying. I, I said, what's wrong? Are you okay? And she goes, I remember you. You're one of the executives that comes to our properties and and's always really positive. brings us a lot of business. She goes, "I got my first tip today in 18 months," and so you know we're we're so focused on recovery and the pandemic that you kind of forget that this is people's livelihoods. This gives them not only you know a financial means of surviving and and prospering, but also for many of them, it's it's their sense of purpose to have to have a job. So. You know, a lot a lot's transpired before and after that, but to me, those are some powerful human moments that are connected to the industry that I think sometimes we just
0: take for granted. Oh, well, where do I start, right? I've had so many. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I have so many, but one that really comes to mind is that it was a very special moment for me. I was w- working in a married hotel uh, in Texas. And uh, I had a gentleman and his wife and their young daughter come up to the front desk and I interacted with them during their stay and you know checked on them several times to make sure they were having a great stay. And the young girl was probably eight or nine or 10. I can't quite remember how old she was. Actually walked up to me and said, when I grew up, I'd like to be hotel manager. So she was having a conversation with her parents and I was there. And she looked at me and said, I'd like to be a hotel manager when I grew up and and I was deeply touched by that because you know you don't often find people saying, "When I grow up, I want to be a hotel manager." You know, people say, oh, "I want to be a doctor, or be a lawyer, I want to you know be an engineer, and all of that." You don't find as many people as you should. I mean, in my opinion, I think more folks need to embrace hospitality, and I think more people need to have aspirations of having careers in hospitality. So I was quite touched by that. It was a very small moment. It wasn't to most people. They probably would laugh at this and say, "Oh my god, that's nothing." To me it was everything coming from such a young person and I was quite touched and I thought that was just brilliant and I still remember that.
12: It's tough to pinpoint one, right? I mean, they're all about people. There's nothing that has moved me more in this business than things that I've either accomplished with a team or, you know, watching somebody grow in the industry or or, or somebody that, you know, that's done you know, a a small little thing in the hotel that really touched me. So while I struggle to pinpoint one, I can tell you that all the examples I would give you are are all about people.
3: Wow, there have been so many. You know, during the pandemic, there was a time uh, probably in April or May, you know, if you could, of 2020, if you can go back to that point where the hotel industry had hit rock bottom. I mean, we had occupancy rates that were lower than any time in the history of the industry, far lower than even the great depression. And there was not an end in sight. If you recall that time period, we kept thinking, is this going to be over? Is this going to be over? We, we didn't know. I mean, no one knew about vaccines moving forward or anything like that. And it did look very bleak. The whole world had come to a stop, uh, especially around travel. And uh, we were able to work with our friends in Congress and get the, um, uh, the PPP passed, the Paycheck Protection Program. And that was a lifeline to a lot of friends of mine, specifically hotel owners, who I knew them, I knew their families, I knew how much they had over generations had put into their businesses. And I knew that without some financial assistance, they would go out of business. They would lose everything that their families had been working on, again, in some cases for generations. So being able to be a part of that, help lead that effort and make that happen, was great, but seeing what it did for those hotel owners and how it helped many of them stay in business and save their hotel business, that was the most uplifting part. Yeah,
4: that's a, that was an interesting question. I'm thinking about that. And you know, it's a juxtaposition. It was one of the saddest times in my life. I was 9-11. I was leading a resort at the time called Sun River Resort in Bend, Oregon. Again, we still manage that today. A large multifaceted resort and a large community that was second homes, about 5,000 home sites. When 9-11 came, and of course, we were all stunned and devastated, glued to our televisions. And yet, you know, we had to go to work that day. And I decided to hold a community vigilant, if you will, in prayer. And we all came together. We told stories and our employees came. We had about 1,000 employees uh, at the time at Sun River and the community showed up and we just sat and talked. And we told about how we were feeling. And it was one of those moments where the business of people, context of team members that were employees or guests in our environment, it was the community at that time, we all dislabeled ourselves and sat together and just talked about unity. And I still think about it. I get little goosebumps when I tell the story just because it was so meaningful and we were all so in our emotions. And. Consequently, the relationships going forward with, with those community members and the team members were just so grossly enhanced because there was this connection that we had. So again, kind of a sad moment in our country's history, but from a business standpoint, it was bringing people together and humanizing us all and really coming together as one. It was some um, quite memorable.
12: Well, as a hotelier, especially in revenue management, e-commerce, there could be many because there could be a moment where we achieved the biggest revenue, for example, in the company, right? In 2018, we crossed $2 million in online revenue. But in 2019, we even further crossed it and went beyond $3 million, right? Only in online revenue. But obviously, I think it was during the COVID period that It was that uplifting moment because what happened in 2020 is that our online revenues and everything which you can really revenue manage as a revenue management vice president were all gone. So there were no opportunities for us. And then suddenly in 2021, the company, which our main company, Phil Invest, they were launching their own REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. So it is called the Phil REIT. And it gave me an opportunity because they came to me as an expert and said, why don't you head this project for the whole digital marketing? So I created their website. I created all their ads. It was just a period of three months in which we had to do everything because within the next 60 days, the the REIT was supposed to be launched. And there was a period of seven days window. Within that seven days, you have to make sure that it's all sold out, right? People are buying it. And we were able to reach 27 million people in the Philippines in that, within a period of 30 days after the website was launched and everything was launched. And the product got over subscribed, and it was good enough because I thought that I could only do these things for hospitality because I've always been into hospitality. I'm a hospitality guy who went into tech at some point because of e-commerce, right?
13: I was fortunate to work in hospitality in the UK around the time of the London Olympics around 2012. So and that was just, you know, an incredible time for the city of London and for the UK generally to be involved in, in hotels and, and hospitality. And there was just you know, such a, a focus uh, in the management company I worked for on everything that was going on in, in London. Um, and I had the benefit of, of traveling down there. And my wife and I uh, watched a few of the Olympic events that were happening around the city. And it was just such a great time to be involved in, in hotels and hospitality. That was, you know, one of the things that, that really stands out for my, my time in the UK was that period of sort of a month or six weeks of, of the London on-picks. It, it was a great time to be involved.
14: Five or six years ago, uh, I took on my first VP role. And it was because of an acquisition that we had done. And I was kind of granted this whole team from a different perspective, right? I, I had had people report to me before, but never in a leadership capacity where I'm having to lead leaders, essentially. And I I had this opportunity to onboard this entire 200-hotel portfolio, teach them, you know, Ambridge culture, Ambridge revenue strategy, and then kind of onboard them to the company like that. I had an open director position, so I had the opportunity to identify somebody who could be a good fit and wanted to make sure that I did that within the group that we took on so that we could show... Hey, we're here to develop you, and we want to make sure that you have a good future within Ambridge as well. So there was a woman that was within that group who, with every meeting that we had and every opportunity that came up, she challenged the status quo. Well, I get that we need to do that, but why are we doing that? Why is that important? I don't agree with that. Help me understand. Help me agree. And she really just reminded me of me, right? Like there was an opinion to everything. It was a strong formed an opinion. And she challenged everything that I said. And I thought, you know, she is great at developing other people too, but she was going to be great at developing me into what I needed. And so I immediately identified her and promoted her into a director level position. She is still with us today. She has bounced around to a couple of different really challenging portfolios and is really well-known right now for her ability to develop others and work with our ownership groups as well. So I'm super proud of her. And it was the first time that I could really identify and promote into a leadership role as opposed to just promoting from like an entry level to an area manager role.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hotel Moment Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe for more content. For more information, head to HotelMomentPodcast.com. The Hotel Moment Podcast is presented by Revenate and produced by Make More Media.